Welcome back to the Nourish to Flourish episode. I'm so grateful that you decided to tune in today. I have invited Mama Ratchet back, the counselor, the doer of all things. She's such an inspiration to not only to myself, but many people in our community. She's impacted a number of people in our community, and she deserves all of the praise and recognition for that. Today, we decided to talk about shame and guilt, something that's very dear to both of us. She has helped mentor me, counsel me, coach me through seasons where I experienced deep, deep shame and guilt. And we kind of dip into that with my postpartum depression. A little taster of what's to come. (laughs) That episode in itself will be a whole nother journey. But for today, we decided to focus on shame triggers, recognizing and understanding them, relying on your connection networks, recognizing if somebody in your tribe is experiencing shame or guilt, the responsibility that you have to reach out, the impact that you can make based on your reaction to people who are experiencing shame or guilt, all the things. So I'm so excited that you are here with us and I hope and pray that you receive this message And if you need any support at all, please, please feel free to reach out to one of us and we would love to work with you through that journey. Are you guys ready for this? Okay, mama, let's go. So mom, go ahead and just explain the differences between guilt and shame and if you can give a example of each. So for me, guilt is an, it's actually adaptive. It's it's helpful. You have to remember guilt and shame, first of all, are feelings, right? Um, and then comes the emotion that is aligning with the feeling. Feeling comes from your head, from mm-hmm. your mind. Uh, the emotions come from your body. Mm-hmm. So guilt, number one, is it's, it can be helpful. It's holding something that we've done or failed to do up against our values. And it's like that psychological um, discomfort. Mm-hmm. So... An example of guilt is I did something. So not I am a crappy mom. I no, that's shame. Yeah, I know. I I am is an identity. So that's the shame part, right? So I love how Dr. Brene Brown and you and I um, follow her and we read her books and and she her 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 thesis, of course, was on women and shame and that uh, correlating uh, relationship between women and the shame that they experience. Anyways, how she defines it is the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. So it's something we've experienced, something we've done or failed to do that makes us unworthy of a connection. The biggest piece for me, what I take away from that is shame is owning an identity of doing something, right? So, or, or something that has been said to you, you actually take on and own, mm-hmm. which is which never yours to own in the first place, but that's how it works with shame, right? So guilt we are disappointed in a behavior. We're disappointed in something that we um, could have accomplished or that we did accomplish and that it was wrong. It's, it's for us making errors in our life, making bad judgments in our life. I did this, I made a bad decision. Whereas shame is, I am a bad person mm. because of that external 
circumstance. So or going that event. a little bit further, we have lots of moms that listen to this. What's the difference between like mom guilt and mom shame? So motherhood is the one of the, I think body image was first for women yeah. and shame. Yeah. Um, motherhood was second. And like caregiving and, and all Oh, that. absolutely. Yeah. It's because it, it's the core value out of this is motherhood has a definition in the culture where you live, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So in some cultures, and we have to always bring it back to where your environment is and yeah. how that affects you. Yeah. So in some cultures, motherhood looks like um, you are solely staying at home. Yeah, stay you are, at home mom. You yeah. are a stay-at-home mom. You make all the meals. You all do the all meals. the cleaning. You do all the laundry. Right. And, yeah. and in some cultures and some norms mm-hmm. that are established, that mom... That's how she owns her identity. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe yes. her mom did that. And her mom absolutely. did that. Yeah. Absolutely. And again, it's it's that cultural, it's the norms mm-hmm. that we live in and established mm-hmm. norms being the established rule, right? So she might feel inclined to even not, even on purpose, mom shame somebody else who doesn't do that. Maybe a working mom and stating something like, oh, I could never leave my children for eight hours and go work. That could be an example of mom shaming. Even though she might not even be doing it intentionally, it's just she that she doesn't know any different. That's all she's known. It's just moms stay at home with their babies. Right. Yeah. And to whomever she's... like, So the intent is good, right? So the intention of sharing that, mm-hmm. is, it wasn't necessarily judgment. It was why almost questioning, why are you behaving like this? Why aren't you being why that nurturing? Be yeah. right? Why isn't that enough We're created to just... Yes. We're right? created to just be at home. Isn't that enough? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that... And then by doing so, the person who's receiving that message has a choice, right? They can accept that information, and, and that's later on we'll talk about that. How Knowing the belief through, system right? of that mom. It's all about that belief yeah. system, and do I own that same yeah. belief system? Yeah. And respond or to it. Or get super defensive. Or yeah. defensive. Maybe it's a shame trigger. For me, it's a shame trigger. Absolutely. 100%. And we'll talk about what shame triggers are later. Yeah. But I think the, the biggest thing is to know the difference between guilt and shame. And remember, guilt is like that conviction. Yeah. Right? And I love, I, I listened to, I told you this morning, I listened to that podcast and I loved how he said that. Guilt is a conviction. So inside, we know, it, it, it's that self-reflection moment when we know we've done something mm-hmm. and we could have done better. We could have mm-hmm. done it differently. Yeah. Right? Like you lose your temper and you raise your voice to your babies. Right. Doesn't right. make you a bad mom. Yes, that's right. You right. shouldn't feel ashamed of yourself. You might have a little bit of guilt. But the guilt. Yeah. So it, it's almost an improvement tool, mm-hmm. right? Guilt can be an mm-hmm. improvement tool. Whereas shame, there is Isn't. absolutely no good value in shame. Mm-hmm. None. None mm-hmm. whatsoever. You cannot shame people mm-hmm. by motivating. Shame is not a motivator to change behavior. Mm-hmm. Shame is not um, an acceptable practice in a, in a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? That's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. And shaming, um, owning shame that is not yours to own mm-hmm. is never uh, productive mm-hmm. whatsoever. Yeah. So recognizing and understanding our shame triggers is not something we instinctively know how to do. Could you explain the difference between understanding our shame triggers versus acknowledging our vulnerability? Sure. So the first part about understanding our triggers is you need to know an identity that you want. Triggers, shame triggers can be um, about anything in your life. It could be the perceived identity specific to motherhood, 
-hmm. It's a perceived identity specific to your body image. So or specific to being a female in a male dominant workplace. Well, let's just say, let's just say a career. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It could be specific to your career. Yeah. So there, there's, that's the first part. So I get, what I'd ask like a client, right. Who comes to see me and says, you know, I'm experiencing a lot of shame and this is how it looks. I have anxiety. The anxiety Maybe they don't even like... know the terminology right. shame. Right. So I'm, feel, I'm experiencing a lot of anxiety or I'm experiencing a lot of depression about this and they don't yeah. even know it is, is shame. To shame yeah. Right. And quite often it is. Yeah. Anxiety comes out. Yeah. Because of shame. So yeah. shame is, is initially what's going on, mm -hmm. but we only see it in anxiety and, and you only feel it through your body. So yeah. you feel that raising heart rate. Mm -hmm. You feel every single Angry. time you think about your body image. Let's yeah. do body image for your sure. life and yeah. purpose of what you do. Fitness. Your yeah. Fitness. Nutrition. Yeah. So the body image. So, so they feel every single time they stand in front of a mirror. Mm. Right? I'm not they worthy. Get, right? Or hear I, cruel things from people in their past. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm Go fat, head, I'm yeah. slow, yeah. I'm unacceptable, I'm yeah. unworthy of love. Undesirable. Undesirable, mm -hmm. not sexy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I want to I feel sexy, I want to yeah. be sexy. Yeah. They, they know I can't what they get my photo taken. Right, yeah. absolutely. There's no angles for me. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. They, they have all this, but then they also have those feelings of and the emotions that come with it. You're right, mm -hmm. the anger, the bitterness, the mm -hmm. resentment, mm -hmm. anything that comes out of that body image piece, mm -hmm. right? So what they're, the anxiety behind that you're seeing and what they're saying and those excuses may be stemming from some shame. So shaming experiences, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in order to get through that shaming experiences, how we travel through that and get to our healing place, the mm -hmm. first piece is know the difference between the body image that you idealistically Mm -hmm. Idealist, and that's the I, that's the piece. It's idealistically want as an identity mm -hmm. regarding body image, mm -hmm. and and the unwanted mm -hmm. identities. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the unwanted is is very easy. So it's very I want easy. to be perceived as thin, no, sexy. No, to start with the unwanted. The okay. reason I want to start with the unwanted, it's gonna name those experiences. So I I'll ask people to take time in this one. Mm -hmm. When in your entire life have you ever received an identity? It could be from somebody. Oh, I know. It could be one. from yourself. I know one. I know right? one. There it is... could be from yourself. Hang yeah. on. And then write it down. Yeah. Write down that identity that you do not want mm. to have. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Beth. There was a girl who I played volleyball with when I was in high school, and she was very popular, and she was very. Um, I don't want to say thin because she wasn't. She was muscular as well, but she was very lean, I should say. Um, and we would like trade clothes with each other and she would just make little snippets like, oh, these jeans would have been so much cuter on me had they been a little bit tighter. Or, oh, those jeans would look a little bit better on you if they were a little bit looser. And one night we were on a tournament and she's like, can I tell you something? And I was like, yeah, sure. And she says, you know, you are so beautiful for a bigger girl. And I will never forget that. In my whole life, you are so beautiful for a bigger girl. Okay, so that's an unwanted, unwanted. identity. Unwanted. And being in high school and okay. having the hormones and having, like, looking back, now if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, oh, well, I want to be thick. I want to be strong. You should see what my body is capable of doing. Mm -hmm. Whereas back then, it didn't matter uh, my abilities or skill sets on a volleyball court. That didn't matter to me. What mattered to me was the body 
that image. people saw. The body image. As vain as that sounds, that was true. That was more important as a high school student than my ability as an athlete So in that relationship. Yeah, I'm going to stop you there, though. You say that at that time, that's for you. There okay. are so many women... Bethany, you know mm-hmm. this, that you work with, mm-hmm. that are much older than the teenage years. Yes. Right? Yeah. They've advanced. You yeah. would think yeah. they also would yeah. have matured. Yeah. Here's the problem. It's the maturity piece that's missing. Yeah. It's a, it's a maturity piece. Experience, right? maybe, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But again, so let's, we're shaming people. <laughs> we're shaming people because they haven't moved past that the body image. No, that's the yeah. purpose of this podcast yeah. is yeah. to educate people yeah. so yeah. that they don't feel yeah. ashamed. Yeah. There's yeah. no so, intention of shaming people yeah. who are still in that so let's, mindset. let's stop there. We're just trying um, to give some again, tips and tricks here. When we're talking about naming those identities that you don't want, mm-hmm. it's just literally name them down. Yeah, okay? write it down. Right, yeah. so write it down. And it comes exactly, it comes to the forefront of your mind when you recall that experience. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so... Let yourself go through that experience. Let yourself go through that pain. Mm-hmm. And I, I am 100% confident as you were telling me that story, your heart is racing. Yeah. You're getting sweaty hands. My stomach feels Your stomach gross. is yeah. gross. Those are all indicators yeah. that you're in shame. Yeah. Okay. So watch for the physical signs as you're naming them. Yeah. Right. So now we've named them. Mm-hmm. Let's say we've named all those experiences. Let, let's, do, let's go through them. Mm-hmm. Let's go through them. Where were you and who gave you that image? That title of that image. So for you specifically telling me that story, it was given to you by a peer. Yeah, by a really close friend. Yeah. By a really My close friend. My best friend, yeah. Right? Do you own that identity? No. Oh. Back then. Bigger? bigger? Is back that- then I did. I took that on as my title. Well, if I'm going to be pretty for a big girl, then I'll be a big girl who's really good at volleyball and a big girl who's really smart and a big girl who's right. pretty. Right. So yeah. your initial reaction to it is, it's not, so some people in shame, mm-hmm. right? Some people in shame will isolate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they, they have this downcast. Yeah. Shame looks oh, for yeah. them. I right? hung my head. You, Don't think I took it easily. No, yeah. no. You didn't go and share that no. with anybody. You no. didn't share that. No. So, so let me tell you. Literally so you not until like a decade later. Right? Yeah. So is that still an unwanted identity? Being called bigger, is that an unwanted no. identity? No, not in the slightest. So isn't that cool how now it's actually a wanted identity? Yeah, 100%. Now, if, if somebody said to me right now, um, you're pretty for a bigger girl, or you're fairly pretty for a bigger girl, um, I would probably be not not offended by it. I would be flattered by it because I work really hard to have strong legs. Like I say in my classes all the time for people who go to my classes at the strong studio, I say to them, thick thighs are the prize. Or I'll say thighs are the prize. We want them thick. We want them strong. We want, now if somebody was to say to me, you're bigger, I would say, I would think of it, I would receive it in a way where I would think to myself, but my body, the things that my body are capable of doing being this size is amazing. Like you should, uh, yes, I might be bigger than the average slender magazine model, but my body is incredible for the way that it serves me. I can tell it to do something and it will do it within reason. So what you've just affirmed is a few things. Number one, there are different shame triggers for women who are exactly like you, a fitness 
a nutritionist, yeah. uh, a fitness expert, a nutrition expert, yeah. and how your shame triggers can also evolve. Oh, 100%. They can change. To, to yeah. change, yeah. right? Yeah. And and also, just as you were noting that, I was thinking of your time in Illinois mm. when you played ball. Oh, how? How, right? You and I go down there, and in Canada, yeah. Yeah. our thighs... We're thick in Canada. We're, we're like uh, a shame. Yeah, uh, yeah. For you should me, have right? slender legs. Like, and nobody ever comes up to you says you should have slender legs. No, they no, no. they do but it, but they think yeah. You think or, they yeah. think we think right? They think, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's the way the media is portrayed. Right? People think I know, and we actually one hundred percent prove they don't even think that because they're too busy thinking about themselves. Moving on. So when you were when in, you were in Illinois, when you're in Illinois, totally different. They're like, gross girl, you're so skinny. Gross girl, put on some size. Like you got nothing for a man. Yeah. you look like a child. Yeah, and yeah. men yeah. will see the same thing. Yeah. culturally, it was more physically appealing mm-hmm. to so, be thicker, to have yeah. thick yeah. thighs, to yeah. be thicker in general, yeah. and that was uh, in that culture. Yeah, that would not have been a shame trigger. No. To to have somebody note yeah. you have thick thighs, yeah. right? Yeah. Or allude yeah. to yeah. thick thighs because yeah. most people don't communicate out loud. You are too thin, thick, or thin, or, thin, or yeah. whatever it is. They will make uh, oh, girl, finish your plate, girl. Go get a second helping. Yeah, All right, right, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so where did we leave off with uh, the shame triggers? Right. Yeah. Tell me now, okay, so we've already talked about how that shame trigger back in it has changed, yeah. has evolved, it's, it no longer But I have triggers. new shame triggers now. Okay, so tell me about your new shame trigger. Give me a different, give me a different topic then. Uh, it can be, shame triggers can be about motherhood, that can be yeah. about um, yeah. body image. For yeah. women, it can even be about the definition of a woman, what a woman is. And yeah. if you're not the norm, yeah. right, in that culture where you specifically, yeah. you're even in your inner circle, your yeah. circle of influence. Yeah. If you are not the same, yeah. there can be shame triggers that come with that. Okay, well, I can give an example. Um, I have someone in whom in my life who says things to me that take me by surprise. I'll say something like, I'm loving this plethora of new clients and these new classes I'm teaching and there's so much transition with the new office and now we're buying a new house, um, another house. And they're like, oh man, you're a poor kid. It must really suck to be put on the back burner. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I literally said nothing about Noah. I love my son. And they're like, well, I mean, the perfect parent, like I'm the perfect parent and I would never prioritize my work over my child. And then I'm literally left stunned. So a shame trigger for me is when, and I only have one person in my life who I tolerate speaking to me in this way, and they do it often, uh, making me feel like a lesser mom or a lesser parent because I am not the stay-at-home mom that I should be in their eyes because I balance staying at home with my child with working I want to say part-time because I really like the amount of time that I work versus the amount of time that I spend with Noah mm-hmm. uh, is very little because it's all online or it's a fit a couple fitness classes every week I don't even do one-on-one personal training anymore because it was way too time consuming so and we're in COVID and we're in COVID so right. well I mean not as much anymore right. I think there are personal trainers who are working now but that's besides the point a shame trigger for me now 
I can clearly state I do not want to be perceived as a bad mother because I choose to work. I do not want to be perceived as selfish because I choose to work out. I do not want to be perceived as, yeah, a lesser parent because I'm not prioritizing my child 100% of the time over my own needs. I do not want to be considered selfish because I say I have healthy boundaries with my child and saying, mama needs a minute, mama needs quiet time in the morning first, and then I can show up. So the beautiful thing, Bethany, that you just shared with me is you know exactly what you don't want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So those are identities that you do not want. Yeah. And, and, and it's maturity Mm -hmm. that gets you to, I do not want this, this, this. And I I recognize how I feel when I feel those shame triggers. I cannot allow people to treat me in a certain way that triggers that shame and that's all I've narrowed because it all down. Because you don't want to stay in shame. No. Because no. shame, no. It, it, it's so odd because when people live in shame, it's yeah. almost they like become comfortable yeah. with that identity. Oh, Whatever yeah. that identity is, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. We and, see that and, all the time. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that, you gave me some examples of people putting shame on you. Mm-hmm. Right? Making me feel shame. Making you feel but shame. But I recognize that it stems from postpartum. A thousand percent. Because when I... The first probably year and a half, almost two years of Noah's life, I had severe postpartum depression mm-hmm. and I didn't acknowledge it. I didn't tell anybody about it. I confused my family. I confused my friends because people didn't understand why I wasn't acting like myself and why I wasn't praising the fact that I had this miracle baby, which again, this is something we're going to talk about in the future on a postpartum podcast. However, so the when shame. I'm shamed as a mom, yeah. I go it back triggers. to that place yes. where I feel so much shame about that first two years where I should have a lot of guilt. Have, could have, would have. I sh- yeah, yeah, I should have reached out for help. Right. I right. should have spoken right. up. Right. I should have removed myself from the environment I was in sooner, sooner. to get healthier sooner. Okay, so that's that's... Everything you're saying is exactly the process of shame. It yeah. brings you further down, down, down. Let yeah, me tell yeah, you about yeah. shame. Shame is about blame. Yeah. It's about a disconnection. Yeah. It's about the fears yeah. that we have. I'm yeah. going to slip back into that. I'm so If afraid. you slip yeah. back yeah. into that state, and I was present in that state. Yeah. Um, and I, admittedly I, confused. Confused. Yeah. We, we didn't yeah. have a clue what was happening to our Bethany, who was pre-Bethany, um, before no Begging, was born, praying for a right? child. Yeah. And then post. So yeah. we had no totally idea who this different. person was. Yeah. So that fear. Yeah. And here's the thing that you also said. I didn't want to tell anybody. No. Okay. I isolated myself you a isolated. thousand percent. So, yeah. so shame only grows. I love this. I love this. I love this. Uh, Dr. Brene Brown. So she references a Petri dish as an example. Mm-hmm. Okay. You remember those Petri dishes that you used in bio? Oh my gosh. When you had to giant. add things, right, giant. Yeah. When you had to add things to the... <laughs> make a concoction, make right, an explosion. So, yeah. perfect example. Okay. If you put shame in a Petri dish mm-hmm. and cover it with, wait for this, three things. Judgment, mm-hmm. silence, mm-hmm. and secrecy. Mm, recipe for disaster. It grows yeah, until it, grows. it consumes absolutely yeah. everything. everything. Yeah. 
in sight. Yeah. Okay. So you just give it the right environment. Mm -hmm. That's a perfect environment for shame. So people who are chronically depressed and cannot seem to find a way out of this funk that they're in could just be shame. They could be living in In a permanent state of shame. And just not acknowledging it. Right? Again, secrecy. Yeah. Silence. Yeah. Judgment. Yeah. Afraid of Right? You were in a relationship where it was judgment, judgment. Those things that you were saying that somebody in your life says to you that makes you feel that shame is because of judgment. The second, wait a minute, the only, the only way to move out of that shame is if in that same Petri dish, you dab one little drop of of empathy. empathy. And there was a girl who did that for me. Miss Haley Hills. You remember her? Well, you know Haley Hills now. She was literally one of the only people who was like, hey, what's what's going on? Who called me out. And I think that's another reason why the importance of tribe, and I'm going to have her on a podcast about the importance of tribe because she was the one who was who called me out on it and was like, yeah. you are not acting like yourself. Yeah. What's going on? I yeah. shared what was happening yeah. in silence behind the scenes. Yeah. Hun, that's not okay. Yeah. That's, that's not, that doesn't have to be a norm yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's, yeah. Why don't you talk to your mom about it? Yeah. Why don't you talk yeah. to your because doctor? Because by that time, you're yeah. so isolated, right? You I was so you Because isolated. you're so destroyed by yes. the identity that somebody yes. else gave you. Yes. You're a bad mom. You're a bad mom. You're a bad mom. And you're selfish. And you're... And, and yeah. again, it just made selfish it yeah. wasn't a bad thing prior to being a mom. It was 100%. a good thing. It was well, a good thing to be years selfish. later, outside yeah. of the postpartum, right. I preach to my clients, there be you selfish. Right. A hundred percent be selfish. But while you were in shame, that was I just was not, one yeah. more yeah. thing. That judgment. Yeah, you're the judgment. Selfish. You're being selfish. It's a judgment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're not, you don't own that until it becomes shame. Yeah. Guilt. Yeah. Can be, did you make a self, selfish choice? Mm-hmm. Okay. A selfish choice. Mm-hmm. Now, hang on. A selfish choice is an incident. Mm-hmm. It's no occurrence. It's an mm-hmm. event. Mm-hmm. It's not a state of being. Mm-hmm. Shame is a state of being. But there so was is. that season was long enough for me to take it as being shamed versus right. being you didn't guilt. even have the yeah. you didn't have the the physiological and that's your mind and your body yeah. the ability to see yeah what the judgment yeah. what those attacks were oh yeah right yeah. you didn't have any capacity to understand to work through it no. at that time postpartum no. destroys. Your patterns of thinking, which we are going right? to talk so about in another that's podcast. That's So again, yeah. That, yeah, again, totally different podcast. But at that time, so living in that shame and it keeps coming, mm. it keeps coming, and it just—it's now your identity. You're yeah. a bad mom. You keep yeah. sinking down. And again, what she's what she said is so important because we think of every single thing of those identities yeah. you don't want yeah. in every identity that you don't want. It's because in that time you took on that identity of bad you know mom. right bad, bad mom. mom. Um, selfish. Yeah. Every single time you took those on as an identity, yeah. and it was done in secret. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Behind um, those doors. Yeah. Ah, absolutely. And until until empathy was demonstrated. So here's the thing. Um, we we talk about you talk about your tribe all the time mm-hmm. and, and who's involved. Um, every single study that was done in these that created the Brene books on vulnerability mm-hmm. and, and shame, shame. Yeah. Um, and women in shame every yeah. single time what it took for women to move out of shame was that, that empathy yeah. 
was, but the empathy came from the right person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's different, there, <laughs> there's a difference between sympathy and yeah. empathy. Mm -hmm. Remember or that. Pity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sympathy is pity. Yeah. Right? And it almost moves people into judgment again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, I feel so sorry for you. Then there's others that, <laughs> that will do the comparison stick. Right? Mm. So you need to know who you can trust. Oh, your postpartum is only two right? years? Oh, man. Yes. At least you had somebody in your tribe right. that supported you. I didn't have anybody. My story's my worse. My, oh, I'm going to yeah. one-up you. So yeah. you need to Which be very help, careful. by the way. Right, so for women, <laughs> That's not helpful. When you're moving through this shame, and we're yeah. talking about the resilience, you have to pick the right person yes. to show the empathy. Yes. So we mentioned the importance of like the tribe and how that helped back when I had my postpartum, um, which again, we're going to talk about in a different episode as well, go into depth with that. And with her permission, I mentioned Haley Hills, but what I want to talk about is what happens when you have shame experienced within your tribe. So that connection network, um, the onus is on you when you don't reach out or perhaps if you're the one who's needing people in your tribe to reach out What happens what that looks like? So from learned experience when we reach out to others and share our stories we increase our power and potential to create change within our tribe however when we don't hang reach on, out hang to on, people yeah when you reach out to someone and you change and uh, you move yourself out of shame. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. And you noted in your tribe, mm -hmm. the importance in your tribe is knowing that individual who will be able to receive what you're saying mm -hmm. and then respond with empathy, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that's the example. Well, give me an example of a time when you were experiencing the shame mm -hmm. and you reached out mm -hmm. to an individual mm -hmm. who you trusted mm -hmm. and was hoping for... Mm -hmm with a response um, to respond to your shame-filled moment yep. in empathy. There's two. There's two There's two different examples that I could use. One example would be Haley. Uh, when I started to speak up about my postpartum and just the relationship that I was in at the time and what that looked like and when she had said to me, she showed empathy toward me and she had said to me like, hey, that doesn't have to be your norm. That's actually not okay to be treated that way. Let me support you through this. Let's get some connection networks figured out for you, like your doctor, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. your family, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, however, there are people who don't reach out because of fear that it might trigger something that they feel shame towards. For example, within the last year I had a friend who was very close to me who I disclosed some very personal things that were going on in my life I just talked about this in the last episode last summer was really rough <laughs> and there was some stuff going on that I needed my people to show up and carry me nine times out of ten I will be the friend who will be your biggest cheerleader and I will show up no matter what situation you're in to support you to cry with you whatever that looks like. So I needed to that. To demonstrate empathy. Yes, to demonstrate right. empathy. For the purpose of this podcast, it's yes. all about that shame and the connection yes. you needed was yes. an empathy. empathetic yes. friend. Yes, to, to get me out of the shame that I was right. carrying right. based on the environment that I was in at that time. So, But I'm going to remind you, the environment that you were carrying, that shame you were carrying, yeah. it took you a while. 
Yes. So to recognize so just so that your your audience understands this. Yeah. It's not like you're you come into a shame moment and you quickly look for somebody to to, to respond, yeah. not yeah. rescue, but yeah. to respond with empathy, right? Yes. So so yes, you have in your mind yeah. eventually who you're yeah. going to reach out to. Yeah. But there is a a season. Yeah. And and it's okay Where you to kind of sit there. Yeah. Relish it's okay it, honor to it. Yeah. sit there. And, and that's that reflection time. Yeah. I don't want this identity. Yeah. I don't want right? to carry no one, this. Go through yeah. those triggers. Go through yeah. those identities. Go feel through. It. Yeah. Feel it. Give yourself permission and to then, feel it. And then, and then, I out. need to get out of this. Yes. How yes. do I get out of this? Yes. We're telling you. Yes. You find someone you trust. Yes. Disclose. To yeah. respond with empathy. Yeah. And responding with empathy is what we're looking for is that woman consistently who says, I understand. Yeah. Not the comparative ones yeah. that you yeah. I hear you. I'm listening to you. And tell me more. Yes. yes. Tell me more. Yes. Tell me more. Yes. If you don't have that person, that's a whole other story in that seeking that counseling. Find that person. It's seek counseling, right? yes. whatever it is. But, yes. but what you need at that time. Yes. And it took you a while to yes. get. To even reach to out. To reach out because yes. you were so. Yes. You, you were so. Yeah. Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed, yeah. You were so by overwhelmed shame. by yeah. living in that shame. And it's yeah. not easy to break out. No. You you are so grateful that you have those people those in your people. life yes. that can tap you on the shoulder and go, that's it? Yeah. You know Enough, what? yes. Enough. So Enough. that is the example I'm going to yes. share. So, okay. Same situation. Last summer, something happened. I was very sad. I isolated myself. Shame. Shame. Living in the shame. Shame. Um, two of my dearest friends show up to my house i was in the tub crying because i don't know what to do let's backdate that or backstory of that one i was here yeah i'm poking at you and when i say poking i'm like tell me we need <laughs> tell to me what happened tell yeah. me we need to know we need to make a plan i can't i can't help you unless right you and you're not ready you're not ready you're not ready know. and your friends are already because they know there's something going on. They yes. know there's something going on. Yeah. So they're, they're tapping you on the shoulder. They're, yeah. they're, well, they weren't tapping you because they were physically not here. But they're, I remember texting, they're texting, texting and calling and you're, you're declining their calls. You're declining yeah. their texts. I wasn't ready. And, and as I'm walking away, um, they actually they drove, showed up. They, showed, they, they didn't show up at your place. They showed up and met me. Yeah. And and I'm in tears and I I can't reach her. That's That's real raw. I can't reach her. Your turn. Yeah. So, so within that tribe, and you're going to share that within that tribe, you'll have people and maybe not the first time will it be successful to get you out of shame. Yeah. Maybe it'll take three different poking. people, maybe yeah. to be the same person and keep coming at you. Cause yes. we're talking about the person who's now moving you out of shame, yes. their role. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and listing and, and you're blessed to have that tribe. So anyways, yes. share that story. Go ahead. So these two friends. Yes. The two friends show up. <laughs> I'm in the tub. I'm crying. I might get emotional about it. And the one of them said, get out. Get up. Enough. Get up. So one of them is very straightforward. I'm going to tell you how it is. And I love her for that. Call you out on your BS. Enough. There's no mixed messages there. <laughs> the other one, the and I'm not going to mention her name because I don't have permission to prior well, to bringing just, this up. Can you say Amazon goddess? Amazon goddess. Yes, because she knows it will be her. So Amazon goddess is the one who is so straightforward, tells you how it is, unapologetically calls you out on your BS. Mm -hmm. Haley, on the other hand, again, I have her permission to use her name. Oh, honey, let's get you out of the tub. 
let's get you dried off, get your moisturizer on, like just the sweetest, soft-spoken, carrying me in the loving way. Amazon goddess literally takes off my robe and is like, you have not been eating. What is going on? You look awful. And in a loving way, I received it in a loving way, not in a judgmental way, not adding to the shame because I knew the stance from which she was speaking. You knew the intent. I knew the intent, yes. what she yes. was doing. And yeah. she knew I needed to hear that. Yeah, Get up. Nothing else was I'm reaching. getting you food. Yes. Sit down. Get dressed. Sit down. Mm-hmm. Eat. We are not leaving until you eat. And in that season, when I'm stressed, I'll eat. When I'm really stressed, Dip. I won't eat. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't so stomach sick. it. So sick. I can't chew it. So we're sitting here until you eat. We are not leaving. Turn off that BS, sad music. Yeah. Stop playing pity. It's time to get up. Yeah. Oh, and then they sat with me on my couch, and Amazon goddess brushed my hair, and Haley held me, and I just wept. And that was... The uh, release. The uh, initial release. release. Yeah, release, yeah. Because, again, you talked about that. With shame, there comes some physical things yeah. that happen to you, yeah. right? Yeah. That it's not, the anxiety is demonstrated in I'm sick to my stomach, mm-hmm. can't eat, mm-hmm. um, racing thoughts, I or completely yeah. withdrawn yeah. Um, to the severe depression, which yeah. you were already Which I was in. slipping into, yeah. yeah. Because of shame. Because, because of shame. 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 Right? Yeah. Shame. That, that, Someone put into your life, you didn't cause the shame no, in that circumstance. No. Even if you did, shame is shame. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You got to get out of it. Yeah. And how do you get out of it? So yeah. these two friends, they, they walk you through, they, one, the Amazon goddess does the shake, rattle, and roll approach. Yes. Yeah. But Which I can use even, them, yeah, both sorry. of them eventually broke the silence. Yes. Right? Yes. They broke the secrecy. Yes. Tell us what's going on. We are not leaving until you tell us what's going on. Where, and I have had And no judgment. And no judgment at all. No judgment at all. They didn't make a decision for you. They didn't. And they um, didn't even judge the people who had caused me to feel that shame. shame. Because they knew the people who had caused that, they loved them because they loved me. Right. So this is just the situation that we're in. And also another, I wanted to bring up another example too which when I was heavily drinking, which I just talked about this on the last episode, this is like five years ago, literally what caused my sobriety. Um, when I was throwing up because I was so hungover and you came over and you were like, you are going to kill me. You have to stop. Yeah. I can't watch you do this anymore. Yeah. And that direct about fierce, me. Huh? I know, I know. My I, did, I did say, yeah. I said, hey, you are going to kill yourself. Yeah. Like, stop yeah. it. Yeah. And I can't watch you do this. I cannot lose a child. So get it together. So having friends like that or people in your circle like that, along with the empathy, Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. so important. Mm -hmm. So having that calling me out on my BS and loving me, holding me together, Mm -hmm. broke the silence. Mm -hmm. However, in that same situation, another person who was in my tribe Mm -hmm. didn't show up, didn't text, didn't call didn't knock on my door. Didn't I demonstrate any no initiative. To There's no initiative. Yeah, to, there was to, nothing. To show empathy. Absolutely enough. nothing. And and from that, that Brene Brown talks about this too, is that some people have a fear of reaching out 
because they're afraid that it's too scary or trying not to get too involved as it might be a, sh a shame trigger for them. That situation that I was in might have hurt them. So you might have somebody say to you, I have to set up a healthy boundary and I can't carry you through this because it's a shame trigger for me. I would have respected that had that person said that to me, but they didn't even show up. Okay. Nothing. Okay. So, so what you did is you walked through, they didn't show up, mm -mm. right? Here's the thing. You are now at a, at a, a, a junction mm -hmm. in your life, mm -hmm. in that relationship, whether you respond to that mm -hmm. Two ways. Mm -hmm. One can be judgment mm -hmm. of not showing up, showing up yeah. or demonstrating empathy. Yes. I understand. Yeah. I, yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. So, so even yeah. the person who's living in shame can mm -hmm. then, oh my God, can then forward that, that shame. empathy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you can respond in empathy, but you can also forward her shame mm -hmm. on further shame onto her because of a judgment statement. Yeah. You didn't even show up. And I yeah. never had that conversation with her. What kind of friend are you? Yeah. Well, so then, again, yeah. she takes on shame yeah. of what kind and of And it's just a I, vicious right? cycle. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It but I did it because goes. I recognized that the situation that I was in was a shame trigger for her. Did it hurt me? Yes. Has our relationship been the same since? No. Yeah. Because And it's not that I am upset yeah. with her for that. I've forgiven her. I've We've moved past that. We've spoken about it. We've had the fierce conversation. However, based on her absence, I made the decision that I, not that I can't have her in my tribe, it's just that I can't heavily put her in a position where I am relying on her so heavily to show up when she is comfortable with not showing up. Does that make sense? Yes, and that's okay. Yeah, and, and that's okay. There's oh my nothing gosh. wrong with that. But Just because you learned it. Yes, yes, it was thing. a learned experience. You learned it. Yes, if you learned it, girl. Yeah. But if you did not learn that, you would keep repeating and yes. keep trying to reach out, and yes. and her response would continue to bring you into further shame. Yes. yes. Right. However, I did learn that when we reach out to others and share our stories, we increase our power and potential to create change. And there is nothing more inherently political than breaking through the social community expectations so that we can live our lives at our fullest potential and help others to do the same. So Brene Brown, again, says, I think the most important thing you can learn about reaching out to others in crisis is this. You do it because that's the person that you want to be. You do it because that could have been you and one day it could have just as easily been you in the future. Absolutely, absolutely. And our, our full purpose is to serve anyways, right? Yes. And so if we are serving, yes. That that serving. Yes. And and serving to move somebody out of shame, yes. what an honor. Yes. Right? Do you, yes. you know the position that you and I are in when yes. people reach out to us and, yes. and ask for our help? Yes. The position we're in is an honor. It's a mm -hmm. privilege. Mm -hmm. And I hold that as a privilege mm -hmm. when I, when I work with somebody. To make space for somebody. Right? With, to make yeah. space for that. To, yeah. For the acceptance. Yes. So, so with some of the things that we've talked about shame, we've talked about living in shame, we've talked about triggers, mm -hmm. um, identifying those triggers. Mm -hmm. What I want to close with is shame resilience. Mm -hmm. How is it? How yeah. is it yeah. that some women experience the same comment... Yeah. One can walk away unchanged. Yeah. Walk away. Unfet, yeah. Un like it, yeah. it didn't even it touch didn't. her. And the What's next the right person. Word for that? Unscathed. Unbathed. 
Unscathed. Unscathed. Sure. Um, and the second person immediately cowers and, and runs into and that shame. Yeah. Almost identifies yeah. themselves with whatever happened, right? Yeah. So, so an example of that, again, there's a difference between guilt yeah. and shame. So yeah. the guilt is, um, I cheated on an exam. Oh, yeah. the shame is I am a cheater. Mm-hmm. Very different uh, and, and very different remedies. But uh, for, for that lady, the resilience piece who walks away yeah. without the shame, yeah. for that person, they have a resilience. Every single one of them follows like the, the four, um, Brene Brown talks about it, and, and we've talked about it briefly um, in our conversation today, yeah. and it's those four building blocks in, in building uh, shame resilience. And the resilience means having a conversation. I feel like that's definitely one of them that we didn't talk about that we need to talk about. And so it's, so the first thing is always identifying the shame. Yeah. You need to identify what, what just happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, the second part of course is recognizing the message underlying the shame. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the shame trigger. Right. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. So this is the incident. That's because this trigger is the trigger. Yeah. Um, the underlying message well, that's because when I was a child, or that's because you know it's societal previous norms, experiences. Right? Sure, um, reaching out. Right? Yeah, so reaching out. This is what I want to talk about too. Is that the, something that we can learn from this? Is that you can educate. So, for example, I need to have a conversation with this girl and tell her that I need you to be this to support me if ever I'm faced with that situation again. So, yes. Was it kind of of her to not show up? Yes. But what I could have done is taken responsibility for not setting the standard of the level of relationship that I needed from her. Instead of saying standard, use the terminology of setting an expectation. Yes. We set expectations. We set up those expectations with all relationships. How we expect to be treated. Yeah. And I could have said, I need... I needed you to be this to support me through this. So in the future, I need you to be this to support me if I'm ever faced with that situation again. And I can further explain that my sense of worthlessness hampers my ability to take charge of the situation and to change. So out of this situation, someone could say something like, well, facts are facts and I'm just telling you how it is. And no, absolutely not. Um, sometimes this act of shaming can easily be the disguise for gaslighting. And, you know, you have to be cautious with that because that's actually a form of abuse. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. 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 Anyway, back to your pillars. So, yeah. Um, so reaching out, the last one is, is talking about shame. Yeah. Right. So being open, like you Speaking and I are doing about right it. now. Yes. Oh, here's we the have thing. a responsibility we, oh to every woman we every, ever encounter. And just so we're to very be clear, vulnerable. you and I, yes. I, I can speak for myself. Yeah. I have shame triggers. Of oh, course I have shame triggers. Yeah, we all do. Holy smoly, somebody challenge my competencies? Yeah. <laughs> Watch yeah. out. Yeah. I go first to shame, shame yeah. and then bing, I come out guns a-blazing. Yeah. Right? Because somebody has challenged my competencies. Yeah. And, and, and you pride yourself 
on your competencies. But that's the identity I want. Yeah, yes. the, I the want identity to be perceived I want as I am intelligent. Yes. The identity I don't want is I'm incompetent. incompetent. Yes. If I am 100%. incompetent, I cannot hundred percent. Right. So yeah. those are the negative things and yes. and one step further about those unwanted identities, yeah. you better figure out where they came from. Yeah. Right? Are those because of a fixed belief that my mother taught? Or maybe it's somebody in your life who's currently in your life. And Absolutely. you need to get them out of there. Cut, cut, cut. Have cut, that cut, conversation cut. first. Have the, yes. to have the benefit of the doubt. Have the yeah. fierce conversation. Yes. This is how you make me feel. Furthermore, mm-hmm. I recognize that I'm being shamed when you speak to me this way. So when we're talking about the last step about talking about shame. Yeah. What you said in that example of reaching out to that individual who yeah. harmed you yeah. by not being able to support you with empathy, yeah. Yeah. what you did was become vulnerable. Yeah. So vulnerability yeah. is, is a the, strength. Yeah, it's a strength. Huge but strength. The problem. It's very hard to do. It sets you up for shame. For further oh, shame. Yeah, because, because that's exactly vulnerable. what I just said. Because they can say, well, facts are facts, hon. Absolutely. I'm just telling you how it is. So just so we're very clear, I don't want to lead anybody down yeah. this road yeah. and say, well, once I'm out of shame, I'm free. No, 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 no. no, no. The, the, the purpose of life is to serve, right? Yeah. And to serve in community. And mm-hmm. the community is your tribe. Mm-hmm. And in order for you to have real, authentic relationships, mm-hmm. you must be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. The more vulnerable Lead your life you with integrity. are, right? yeah. the more vulnerable you are, mm-hmm. the higher risk you are of having another shame experience. Yes. But I want to also talk works. about there are, there's a difference between setting up a healthy boundary. Right. And so... Yes, that could be a shame. Let's say somebody's feeling mom shamed. They're being mom shamed. That is a recognized shame trigger for myself. Right. However, I'm able to be vulnerable and still show up and say, what you are going through is a shame trigger for myself. And I can support you through it because this is what happened if you are comfortable, I can share my experience. That way you're not playing comparison. The initial response, though, remember, yes. the initial response I'm here to listen. is, I understand. I understand. Because you do. Yes. Let that person yeah. break the shame. Yes. Break the shame because the only yes. way they're going to break it is yes. coming out of that isolation. Yes. Disclosure. Yes. Right? And, and building that trust relationship yes. further and becoming yeah. more vulnerable. Yeah. There is absolutely no way yeah. shame can continue yeah. if empathy is yeah. doused on it. And I think it's important to ask permission so that people aren't perceived with the comparison game. Do you feel comfortable with me sharing my experience the last time I was faced with something that you're being faced absolutely. with? Absolutely. Even, yeah. I mean, you have the vocabulary mm-hmm. um, to support that and su- to support a relationship walking mm-hmm. um, side by side mm-hmm. through shame-filled mm-hmm. experiences. Mm-hmm. Some people might just say, I hear you, girl. I feel you, girl. I feel you, girl. Which I say I understand. And you do. Yeah. In in doing that, that is enough Mm -hmm. to break break the shame. Yeah. My sister and I talk about this all the time. She lives in Edmonton. I'm not going to share her name because I don't have permission to. Um, I haven't talked to her about this, nor have I said that I was going to bring her up. But she is basically single momming it Mm -hmm. with two babies, a third on the way. And I talked to her multiple times throughout the day. And I would, I say to her all the time, girl, I feel you. She could say to one of her children, like, what are you doing? Like, why? What? What? Why? <laughs> why would you do this? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. yes. And I can sit there nodding my head. Mm-hmm. I feel that, girl. I feel that I have been there. No, he literally is standing on the TV. Yes. I feel that. Speak it. 
Like, mm-hmm. and for her to be able to e- express those feelings of frustration openly on the phone Knowing with well, me, there, there is, is no, no judgment. judgment. There yes. is nothing there. I and feel she that. she will not live in that shame. No. Because she breaks the secrecy every single time. Yes. She will not yes. allow There is no reason for yes. her to feel mom guilt yes. or mom yes. shame. Because yes. with me, you have a safe place, baby. Yeah. Speak up. Yeah. yeah. Share it. So I guess to, to conclude this, because yeah. we've been going on quite some time. Yeah. Um, how do we break the, the shame? It, it, it literally it is seeking out that, that empathy. Mm-hmm. Honor. I, I say this to a lot of people. Honor it first. If you're feeling how I felt when I was in that tub, run the bath, put the sad music on, cry, and while you're in there, text a friend. Hey, I need some help. Hey, I need you. And if you don't have that person, but there are a lot of people don't about they they don't. To, yeah. to, it's not that easy, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we're making this like step one, step two, step three, yeah, yeah. like four. It is so much more complicated know? than that. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. If you don't have that person in your circle of influence, find it. Find. Hire it. Hire, hire a coach. It. Hire right. a counselor. Absolutely. Reach out to mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shameless marketing. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> but reach out to somebody. Yeah. Find a counselor or a, yeah. a friend, a family member. Um, Someone you can someone trust. you can yeah. trust. Yeah. Yes. To, to respond with empathy. Yes. That's all you that need. you know you will show response. up. Yeah. And and in likewise, if you have somebody who's who's walking beside you in shame, mm. your job show up. Show up. Yeah. Yeah. Show up. Yeah. Do not yeah. let shame yeah. control the rest yeah. of your life, and don't let it control the rest of, of your your friends' life, your circle of influence. Yeah. Um, people yeah. in there. Uh, and remember that thing that. Brene Brown had said, you do it because that's the type of person that you want to be. Because that just as easily could have been you. Mm -hmm. And maybe in the future, it will be you. And will you be the person who showed up and broke that silence? Or will you be the person who didn't put the, starts with an I, initiation? Who didn't initiate breaking that silence? Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. 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 Because you don't know when you're going to be. Gosh, you don't know. Shame's coming. It's, it's coming. just aware of everybody's yeah. clear. Shame's coming. Yeah. It's going to come today, tomorrow, yeah. next week. Who yeah. knows? Acknowledge that. Yeah. Recognize Acknowledge it. it. Yeah. yeah. Educate yourself yeah. on it. And yeah. I do actually challenge everybody. Sit down and write these two sentences. I want to be perceived as this, this, and this. Further down the page, I do not want to be perceived as this, this, and this. Those are your shame triggers. Yeah, so, no. well, no, no, the the shame trigger is I don't want to be, always start with the don't yes. want, because that's the best. Why do you always start with the I don't want? The reason you start with the I don't want, it's easier. You know what you don't want. Mm-hmm. Ask me what I want. When, when you, you know that, Bethany. When you ask somebody their oh, goals. What do you, what do you, you want for them, supper? Yeah. What do you want ask, for supper? When you ask somebody I don't goals, know. What do you not want? McDonald's. Yes. Well, that's a lie. I always want McDonald's. <laughs> know what they don't want they just True. don't know what they want they don't want because of that uncomfortable yeah. the discomfort you yeah. feel yeah. in that time yeah. that's the identity i don't want yeah yeah i know that for i sure. don't know what i want but i know i don't want this, this. there you yes. go yeah so I that's how you start there yeah. right totally yeah totally all right well thanks mom okay cheers cheers Thanks for sharing this time with me on podcast. On podcast. And again, if anybody does want to reach out to mom, you can reach her at Paradise Valley Ranch at hotmail.com. Even just for a consult 
we've mentioned this on previous podcasts with her before. Mom does, if financials is a worry, what can you offer them? So I have a fee-for-service and it's a scale, a sliding scale. So it's based on your gross monthly income yeah. because you and I both believe this 100% yeah. that everyone should have everyone, access. Everyone should have access yeah. to help, right? Yes. yes. Okay, well, thanks for listening, guys, and we will talk to you on the next one. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Nourish Health and Wellness, a company based out of Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, where we serve our clients by supporting them with nutrition and fitness programming for their wellness journey. The awesome part of all of this is that you get to use the discount code Nourish to Flourish to get 10% off. We would love to get to know you and encourage you and set you up for success. Remember, friends, to love your life, move your body, and nourish your soul.